Hello and welcome to another new episode of Podcast. I'm Mark Gray. And I'm Stephen. Um, so today Stephen's drafted a few notes on, uh, on what we're going to be talking about. Um, but first things first, I wanted to say um, thanks for all the feedback. We're getting this really um, positive, really good and um, it kind of it, it rejuvenates us. It makes us uh, want to do record them more and more. So thank you very much. Um, but also, first things first, even more, just find out what we kind of got up to at the weekend because contrary to what um, a lot of people think, we don't live together. We don't speak about... Well, because um, we're men, we don't talk about personal like, what we got things. Up to, personal things. So, uh, so yeah, really, you know, don't it, necessarily always know this what is the other one's been up to. Kind of a catch-up, actually, for us as well um, because we're obviously pretty busy. Um, but, yeah, anyway, what do you get up to? I went to McDonald's. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Um, I thought the face was looking a bit... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I went to McDonald's um, before anyone, um, you know, loses faith in me and uh, thinks I've gone off the rails. It was, it was always a matter of time, I think. <laughs> but uh, I went to McDonald's Sunday morning. We were going to do some, um, me and some friends, we were going to do some Tough Mudder training. Um, tough Mudder, if no one knows, is where you're running over obstacles and um, doing sorts of different sorts of things. Actually, um, we're actually doing the Spartan race training. So it's Spartan races um, for the DVC. So for every client of DVCC, they're doing, they can do uh, Spartan race training, and that is kind of building up to eventually, hopefully, a Tough Mudder. Tough Mudder is like a big twelve-mile course. So anyway, we went away to a place called Chicksands to train there, and I wanted a coffee to start the day because it was um, Sunday morning, and I, I wanted my coffee, but we couldn't find anywhere. So my friend suggested we went to McDonald's because apparently they do a decent coffee. I know it's not organic, so it's not ideal. But um, I chose to have the coffee anyway that day. So uh, got there. Didn't really know what was going on. Um, I haven't been there for a long, long time. I bumped, well, I hit the curb for one because those, those corners are quite tight. And um, then I started talking to a pole because I didn't know where I was supposed to take my order. I always remember there was a person you used to speak to. But now I think you speak to a, a microphone, but I chose the wrong, the wrong thing. So I was speaking to a pole, which apparently... Doesn't get you the order. Get the order. But uh, yeah, so I, I got myself a coffee, but it was quite interesting. And I noted how easy they make it to buy. And I thought that that's part of their um, their strategy. And a lot of people, when you go into McDonald's, it's because you want to grab a quick bite to eat. It's fast food, right? Fast food, right? Exactly. And so it's similar to the Amazon one-click thing. The easier they can make it for you to buy, the less second thoughts you have about what you're buying. Now, I also noticed they actually got the calorie amounts next to foods, which I found quite interesting. And like, one muffin is enough, like 500 calories, I saw that. I know uh, calories are calories are not always equal, but when they're a muffin, pretty much you can, you know, they, they are equal to other sorts of um, muffins. Dead but calories. That was though. a lot of dead calories, exactly. Did you have a muffin? I didn't have a muffin. Right, okay. So literally just black coffee? And I actually felt really bad going there because I, you know, I felt like I should go in disguise or something <laughs> and have my coffee ready to show if anyone, anyone saw me. But um, yeah, so that, I would suggest the only thing to buy from McDonald's would be the coffee if you have to. It was, actually, it was a nice tasting coffee, I have to say. Uh, I did check out to see that if there wasn't anything, there was nothing else in there making it taste so good, but no, it was all, it was all coffee. Um, Obviously, you should try and have organic coffee because it is highly sprayed crop. Little side note there, but if you're going to have to go off the rails and you want, you need to grab a coffee, McDonald's do a nice one there. Yeah. So nothing else there, obviously. No, I wouldn't suggest anything else there. But just note, 
that when you're there, that's how that's one of their strategies is to get you to buy more by making it so so easy for you. I just found that quite interesting. And how was the Tough Mudder training? Oh, I saw. I was sore the next day. Right. But, um, Running yeah, down hills. Good. And I'm really looking forward to it because I think we're going to do that with, uh, we're going to do a special outing there at one stage. What? I think Chick Sands. Chick Sands. Just, I think for everyone um, that wants to take part, we'll just go over there one day and do some, some training there because I just think it'll be fun. And you know what? We'll probably, obviously for DVCC clients, I guess, obviously, but open up to all podcast, podcast listeners as well. If you're around the area... You uh, will announce it, and you can Multi come Kings along. Multi Kings or Bedford, yeah, Multi Kings, Bedford, Cambridge. You can come across from there. America, we have listeners in America, so if you want to, if you're taking a trip to London, um, was that Australian? Was that Australian? <laughs> then uh, you can come along too. Anyway, let's move on. So, wanted to talk menopause because um, the average age of a DVCC client is 42, um, and therefore menopause is something we have to encounter a lot. We we know a fair bit about, and um, obviously it affects a large proportion of our of our clients. So we thought. But even if you're a man, you'll probably know someone that it affects. Um, oh, and it possibly if it's not easy one, then it will affect you too if you're the man. True, and um, um, you know I I remember when my mother obviously went through the menopause and things. I remember um, the the things that she had to encounter because of it. So I think this will be very helpful for you. Um, if you are heading towards going through or have even been through the menopause. Hmm. So what, what? let's talk about what the um, main things that women encounter from our perspective when they're going through um, the menopause. And first off, I want to talk about weight around belly area. So what happens is a lot of um, women particularly find that they start storing weight around their stomach when they didn't necessarily before, or even if they did, it seems to be uh, more pronounced now. And I think people or people don't understand that the re there is a big, there's a really a reason for this. And that is because they're becoming, they, when you go through um, the hormonal changes that happen, mean that you become more insulin resistant, basically means you're less able to handle if you want to put it basically, less able to handle carbohydrates, particularly processed sorts of carbohydrates, and you're far more likely to store fat around your stomach as a result. And this is obviously, and if you are um, going towards the menopause, I'm sure you're experiencing this right now, and you'll you'll know about this. So this is, um, I, I reckon, ninety percent of ladies when they come in and they're at, at that age where they are experiencing the menopause, that is one of the main. Um, I guess annoyances with it is that it makes them store fat around their stomach. Right, and when you say um, there is age-wise, it can um, it can be really from a much younger than um, it was previously in the past. So it used to be sort of people didn't start even think about it until forty-five, fifty-ish. But now it can come forward a lot more. So. Um, it's, don't just think that it's related just to you know a certain age, but hor the hormonal changes actually happen um, from um, about well they can start from thirty five onwards. So let me just uh, quickly apologise for that telephone that Stephen did turn off at the base. Apparently, I apologise for Stephen's um, incompetence. I think that's the right word there. Um, but anyway, yeah. So. That is one of the main uh, symptoms of the menopause, is fat storage around the stomach. 
So, another one. And obviously well, we're going no, to give you, we'll give you, give what you... you can do about it now. Okay. What can you do about it? Well, being that it's caused mainly by um, res having too much or being not able to handle insulin, the most effective way to really counter that is to eat a much lower, certainly processed carbohydrate diet, but overall a much lower carbohydrate diet so that what ha what you want to do is to really eat as much fiber as you can be eating. Fiber comes from a lot of vegetables, green leafy vegetables. And if you are going to eat carbohydrate, you want to make it what we call low GI. So uh, rather than having white potatoes or white pasta, then you want to have, um, you want to be having things like sweet potatoes um, because they are a lot lower GI, so they're far less likely to store as body fat, and they don't raise your insulin as much. And another thing that women um, generally tend to be scared of is fat. Right, that's for sure. And the thing with fat is that it really regulates your blood sugar. So if you're um, becoming more insulin resistant, which you know you you can't really help, it's going to be it's going to be happening by having more healthy fat in your diet. Your blood sugar is going to be a lot more regulated, so that your insulin levels don't rise, and you're far, far less likely to store fat around your stomach. That's one of the, actually, like, across, even if you're not uh, anywhere near the menopause, um, as a lady, generally, you're probably having too little fat, and, like, the whole low-fat diet kind of thing. Actually, and as men, because of all the marketing that goes on on TV, people are really, really scared of fat. So the number of adverts there are that say low-fat or, you know, um, no saturated fat, when people actually don't realise that Saturated fat all depends on with good or bad saturated fat because saturated fat from a coconut is far more healthy or is actually very healthy for you comparative to saturated fat from a McDonald's hamburger. True, and one of the main symptoms of a low-fat diet is a lack of sex drive, both in males and females. So that's um, you can, and that's really apparent as you get older. You need to have healthy fat to be able to regulate pretty much all of your hormones. Mm -hmm. So, so basically, the way to try and um, minimise any fat storage around your stomach, or actually get rid of it, would be to increase the amount of fibre you have in your diet. It's the easiest way is to eat loads and loads more green vegetables. Basically, you can't overeat vegetables. No, there's no green way. ones. And no one ever put on body fat from eating too many uh, vegetables. And when you say green vegetables, you mean green vegetables, leafy not green. carrots, um, green leafy vegetables, kale, cabbage that kind of stuff. Exactly, broccoli, all those sorts of things, they're the most fibrous of the vegetables. And also, because what you're trying to do is raise that amount of fiber you have in your in your diet, so if you wanted to take any sort of extra fiber, um, you can get it in powder form, then that's that's okay as well. But that really what you're trying to do is increase the amount of fiber you have in your diet and really regulate your blood sugar so that you're not uh, raising the insulin, so you're not gonna store fat around your stomach. And if you are going to take a fibre supplement, just be aware that you want to um, start off with a low amount and then gradually increase, because it can be an irritant. So just start off low and gradually increase. And always try and rotate it. Don't try and stick to the same one the whole time, because you can become intolerant to fibre very quickly. And when he says, when you, or when you say the same one, uh, you could, it's different brands, basically. You rotate different brands, because they'll always be slightly different. Exactly. All right, so fat storage around the stomach, sorted, done. What's next? Another symptom. Probably, um, from my experience, and I know your experience, lack of good quality sleep. Now, this can be caused by um, a lot of women find when they start going through the menopause or go through it that 
their magnesium levels deplete. And magnesium is really, really important for quality of sleep. We're actually getting to sleep. It actually is very important in also being able to handle stress. So what can happen is that you find that your the things that you're able to handle you know, a few years back cause far more stress for you now than they did. And you can't understand why, um, you know, why you can't tolerate them as much. But with lower levels of magnesium, you actually can't handle stress the same. So um, that's why sleep quality can diminish. Obviously, things like hot flushes and things like that can actually um, wake you up at night. But uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a moment. But sleep quality is very, very important. And it's actually really important for fat loss as well. Because if you're not getting good quality sleep, then um, your insulin resistance, again, can go up and you'll find it much harder to lose fat. It's true. And literally, I, I know certainly on in dealing with lots of clients that by fixing their sleep, you can actually get them through either they haven't be, they're not able to lose body fat, uh, even though they're eating, you know, what seems of as perfectly, but they're not sleeping. And sleep is it's a massive deal, right? You can't lose body fat generally if your sleep is not good. Uh, and they use sleep deprivation as a torture. So that kind of tells you everything, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And uh, so again, yeah, and with lack of sleep, you then become more stressed. So it's kind of a vicious circle. So to fix that, you obviously mineral de- uh, your mineral depleted, magnesium depleted, is one of the reasons you can't sleep. How do you fix it? Well, the easiest way would probably be to take magnesium, a good quality magnesium supplement. So what you want to do is try and find a key. It's called chelated. Basically, means bound with something else. But you want to find a chelated magnesium. What you'll see is if you go and you can quite easily buy magnesium oxide, don't get that. All that will do is help you go to the toilet more freely. Right. Um, but that's a low quality and that won't actually help you sleep. So try and find a magnesium chelate, it's called. Um, it might cost slightly more than um, you know the value um, Tesco versions, but it's going to actually have the effect that you want. Right. And this, like I take magnesium all the time and I'm obviously not going through the menopause, but with exercise, you deplete magnesium as well. That's right. So when you're exercising, uh, when you're stressed, you deplete magnesium. So it's important for a lot of people to replace it anyway. But at that particular time, um, around the menopause, it's important to probably take it more than any other time. Okay. Simple, actionable step there for you. Okay. So let's go to the next point on your list. Probably... The last one to talk about, or the, the one that affects a lot of people negatively, is hot flushes. Yeah. Where, um, where I'm told you get very, very warm, red, um, and you can't, you just can't control it. Um, this is generally at night, right? Well, it can happen any time of day, actually, or at night. Um, we talk about it at night because it can wake um, people up. So then that can affect the sleep as well. Now, I completely understand, like that. That would be a a, a really I guess negative kind of experience to have and can be quite impactful on on I guess confidence as well really on everything on everything you can't you don't know when it's going to happen so um, and I've um, spoken to a lot of ladies about it and I know it's it is quite a hard thing to have to get through um, and for men it can sound like no big deal but I know I've spoken to enough and obviously I've trained enough ladies who have um, had to go through that to know that that can be quite, well, annoying is a light word of saying it, um, but you know, can can be a real negative. So 
One thing I found that's very effective with um, with um, helping with the symptoms, if not clearing them up, is a vitamin, vitamin E. Now, it's been shown to be very beneficial for hot flushes, but it's important that you get the right sort. Right. So you can get different types of vitamin E. Um, they're basically different types of what we call tocopherol. Now, again, it's very similar to the magnesium thing. You can quite easily get the wrong sort and then say, oh, it doesn't work, it does nothing for me. And I've actually had that where I, I said to someone to get some, and they got the wrong sort, which was alpha tocopherol, which is, again, the cheaper version. And a lot of supplement companies try and palm you off with basically the stuff that doesn't do anything, the cheaper, and this is alpha tocopherol. So what you really want to be looking for in a vitamin E supplement is gamma tocopherol as making up the most of it. There's other forms as well, delta and things like that, but gamma wants to be the most and just a side note, if you obviously were speaking this and you're listening to it, this is all, um, we're getting this all written up. So if you need the spelling of these or of the supplements or of gamma tocopherol, for example, then just check out iloveweightloss.co.uk and it's all written there. So you'll be able to be able to find it from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that is really effective. Gamma tocopherol is the one you want. Okay. And I'm like, I 100%. Um, that makes a massive difference. It's amazing when you um, suggest that to a lady and she's obviously been experiencing these hot flushes and just simply starts taking that vitamin E and it sorts them out. It's a natural occurring... Um, it's naturally occurring. occurring. It's so exactly, as opposed to having to take you know, synthetic drugs that doctors would give hormone you. Hormone replacement therapy and yeah, things like that. Exactly. You can do it all. You can do it naturally. Not, you know, not always. Exactly. Not 100%, 100 of cases. But what you want to do is try and go the natural route as much as you can um, and then, you know, if you have to, then you have to. But what you're looking for is the natural ways of doing things. Yeah, always. It's always better. So, all right. I, well, I want to mention a couple of things which I think will possibly make few women love me, which are um, two things that you can do that will really help with um, menopausal symptoms. Okay. And it's all about getting women to love you. So, number one, you can eat... 70% dark chocolate or 70% plus dark chocolate daily. Right. Can I? Or is this just for... No, no, not you. No, so basically um, the antioxidants that are within 70% um, and above dark chocolate have been shown to be very beneficial um, for menopausal symptoms. So by having them, by eating them daily, you'll find that your symptoms should uh, decrease. be decreased, be lessened. Now, there is a couple of caveats with that the way you do it. So the most effective way to get the benefit from it would be to grate the dark chocolate, right? Okay, so it's grated. You then put it on your tongue and press it against the top of your mouth. Now, sounds a bit kooky, but it has it gets into the bloodstream a lot quicker. So all of the benefits you'll find um, happen a lot quicker. So now also I should mention before someone goes to green and blacks and dominates the whole factory, you um, stick to about 100 grams a day. Right. Have as many times throughout the day, but stick to 100 grams. That's still quite a lot, isn't it? 100 it's grams? more than enough, particularly with dark chocolate. But like I say, put it on your tongue, press it against the top of your mouth, and that will be where you get the so real benefit. Goo souffles and things won't do the same mm, thing. Possibly not. Right. The same. Okay. Good. Nice one. And then the other thing, which probably a lot easier um, and more, even more exciting for some people, would be you may have Spanish red wine daily. Now, the reason it's Spanish is because it contains 
um, a lot more of a antioxidant called resveratrol, which has been very much shown to be very beneficial for actually for men as well, but anti-estrogen, exactly. But for um, for women, it's very effective for around the menopause. Now you can buy this in a pill form, can't you? Can you can buy it. In well, it's more and more available. Actually, we, I mean, we've taken resveratrol uh, five years ago was the first time mm. ever, perhaps, for an as an antiestrogen for us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an expensive stuff, but it's very expensive. That's right. And obviously, a lot of people like drinking wine. So, I guess a glass, one glass, one to two glasses in the evening. In the evening is going to be a good switch for them of something that they already do anyway. Exactly. Yeah. And it should be noted, one glass is better than two for fat loss. But we're talking about helping with menopausal symptoms right now. We're not um, you know, just focusing solely on the fat loss. But you know, by decreasing the symptoms, you'll find that everything else should improve anyway. But So it's the resveratrol within the Spanish red wine, which is the, most, which is the effective part which makes the difference. So, just to go over those, 7% and above dark chocolate yep. and Spanish red wine. Two things that have been shown to be beneficial for uh, women around menopause. Okay, good. That's decent from you, Stephen. Decent from you. You clearly know a little bit about it. So, have got any more points? Because I think we've given quite a few actionable points for you, uh, the listener, to implement or even to tell people that, uh, you know, are coming up to menopause or going through the menopause, or if it's yourself that is, then check these out. Anything further to add, Stephen? Uh, not from me. Um, I think hopefully that's helpful for a few people. Okay, great. So if you like this, if you found it helpful, please do comment below. I've, like I said, I've hooked it up with um, Facebook, so you can comment on the blog and it will, uh, with using your Facebook account or if you don't have a Facebook account, just comment on there. You can put your comments at the bottom. But I really, really appreciate your feedback, and it helps us a lot. So, until next week, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.